When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Now a new customer sign up using promo code DNVR. Like I do is place a $5 bet on the NFL this weekend. And when that wins for you, you get $200 in free bets using code DNVR and only with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. <laughs> I am Patrick Lyons. And I am Susie Hunter. Patrick, interesting color choice today. <laughs> it's Niners colors, which you pointed out. I wasn't thinking about that very much so. I do look like I could be like the backup kicker, though. You know what I'm saying? You kind of do. Yeah, the hat, the... We're in a fight now. When, when I go to the gym, because I'm, again, not a sizable guy, maybe even a short king potentially. <laughs> being debated online but no you're not a short king but but that's that's the physique i'm going for i'm like pro bowl punter let's go i can get that pro bowl punter physique that's always what i'm aiming for that's that's probably the best i can get at this point here at, the at best you can do i think so uh we're hoping todd can do the best he can yeah this year man we got 24 hours until that happens we've got our fun fact of the day our conversation about PEDs and their place mm-hmm. in the Hall of Fame. We've got some news, Chris Bryant, and of course, we will get to today. Probably artifact or artifiction. Yeah, we what were going to Cooperstown this summer. We, uh, you know, intended to do this on Thursday, but we had so much to talk about on this Rockies off-season podcast that we didn't have time to get to it. That's but right. it's, you know what, it, it's evergreen. Yeah, we uh, we discussed how Todd, fifth place, in the 2000 MVP voting in the National League, won the Player of the Year award for the Sporting News, which, again, that's the real award. That the real award, of course, about. as we that's all know. That's the most important one. Um, but those, those are, are big things. Even if it's just one MVP, that does a lot of heavy lifting for a player and their candidacy. Another award that Todd Helton could have won, maybe should have won, mm-hmm. and was even closer than the MVP, was the 1999 Rookie of the Year award. He was second. Second place, yeah. Yeah, just got beat out by Kerry Wood there, who had a fantastic year as a starting pitcher. His career did not pan out the way Todd Helton's did. Yeah, interesting, interesting. I would love to see, Patrick, I don't know if you have the numbers on this, but how often do rookies of the year Mm -hmm. go on to have great careers versus maybe they peaked the first year? Oh, that's interesting. That would be interesting to, to, to look at. I would think... I was I, hoping I would, you already had the spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you give me homework. Fine. That's, that's great. I mean, you're just like a school teacher today. So you know what? I it's put- <laughs> fitting that you would give me homework. So I'm all in. Let's go. I, when I put this on, like I looked at my mirror before I walked out the door and I was like, I feel like I'm serving Britney Spears, hit me baby one more time, but in Eagles colors. Oh, there you go. 
Oh, that's true. I, I that's why I wore this. Didn't put two and two together there with the green. <laughs> wow. All right. It's an NFC matchup here, clothing-wise. I said before we went on air, I was like, Patrick, I'm going to effing fight you <laughs> for wearing these colors today. That's such a good, that's a good question about the Rookie of the Year. I would think, I almost want to break it down into thirds, like a third of them busts. One third had a really solid career, and then another third had the Hall of Very Good to Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would think actually there's there's only been a few guys who were the Rookie of the Year and just stunk almost after. Like Chris Coughlin's one of those guys yeah. uh, who won it and was almost immediately just kind of like a wash. You also have a lot of players who were Japanese. So they came over at like 29, 30 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kaz Sasaki, I think, won it in the American League. Uh, as the closer for the Mariners and just had a really short career. So um, more times than not, I think you have at least somewhat of a decent career. Uh, but that, that's uh, that's something worth studying. I would love to see what you come up with, Patrick. Helton <laughs> led uh, all rookies that year in just about every category. Batting average, home runs, RBI. He had 97 as a rookie. Jeez. Uh, multi-hit games, total bases, slugging percentage, and led all NL rookies in runs, hits, and on base percentage. And so he had... Uh, 25 home runs that year. Only three players uh, during uh, since 1972, so a little bit after the expansion era uh, during the 60s, only three players had ever hit more home runs in the National League than Todd Helton's 25. Wow. Mike Piazza, Dave Justice, and Daryl Strawberry. Wow. And then Todd Helton. And that Pete Alonso hit like double that. What a but, snub. What a snub. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. So that would have been really helpful. You know, you get the rookie of the year that maybe, you know, boosts your resume even during your playing time. Mm-hmm. And potentially you get more votes on MVP, things of that nature. You're just kind of held in a, in a, a higher esteem, a higher regard mm-hmm. when you win those kind of uh, awards. Now, Gary Sheffield is our is our Hall of Famer of the day. And uh, look at us learning so much. Great, it's a great week. resume. <laughs> The teacher is learning something from the pupil. Yeah. Here. This is great. Sure, yeah. Hats off in the building? Are we allowed at this school? You can, you can okay. keep your hat on because you. I guarantee you've got some gnarly hat hair going on under there. Do you? Yeah, it might, might, be, <laughs> might be a little bit. Um, are, you, are you a fan of – do you know anything other than, about Gary Sheffield other than his stance – and uh, you know the wrist rocking. I mean, that's you know iconic I alone. can't say that I was you know super paying attention to all of baseball when Gary Sheffield was <laughs> around. Five hundred nine homers, nine time All Star, five time Silver Slug Award winner, won a World Series with the Marlins in nineteen ninety seven. Became somewhat of a hired gun even late into his career, where the mm-hmm. Yankees are like, hey, we need a guy to drive and runs. Boom, Atlanta, L A. Um, he was so good. Now, remember, in his prime, again, this will give you an idea of how good he was. In 1997, he signed a six-year, $61 million deal. So the six-year is important because mm-hmm. th- that's long-term. Yeah. 61, well, that was the 90s. That was the highest contract in Major League Baseball history at the time. How times have changed. Inflation has yeah. gotten out of control. But that gives you an idea. At the time, <laughs> if you were the highest-paid player, obviously you're pretty darn good. Yeah. That gives you, that gives you somewhat of an idea. He made $168 million in his career in total. He received uh, 40.6% of votes uh, last year, last cycle. That's actually the largest of any player other than Clemens and Bonds attached to uh, the Balco scandal, the Mitchell report, or any suspension. And, hmm. you know, there was a really good point by Skylar Timmons uh, that, that you, you, showed, you showed me in Slack about... Well, a report or a meme? It was... <laughs> I said it was a report. You I said to say it was tweet. a report. I had to say tweet. Sorry. Yes, it was a full fledged. It was a meme. <laughs> 
You know what? In 2023, is there a Are difference? They, you know what? I get all of my news from memes anyway, so like I'll allow it. But I just wanted to make sure you caught what you yeah, said. Full exposure. <laughs> 75% of the time I talk about watching a documentary, it was really a TikTok I saw. <laughs> so like, to be fair, yeah, you, you got me on that one. No, but Skylar, uh, who does an amazing job, points out like, you know, that using the Drake meme, like Coors Field, no thanks. Like voters don't want to have anything to do it do with that. But then you know, if you're tied to PEDs, you're like, mm. okay, yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay. And that's that's a ridiculous double standard. That is a ridiculous double standard, but it kind of feels like that's the way it is. It's true. And it sure. should be the opposite. Yeah. there. I mean, some uh, the name is, is not on the tip of my tongue. Maybe it was John Heyman. Apologize if I get that wrong. But I think he even said, eh, he should have done more at Coors Field. Like, what? Like what? That sounds like something John Heyman would say, but again, yeah. we're not here to create libel lawsuits. Right. So allegedly someone said it. Someone um, said it. It could have been him. Han Jamin. So, but, <laughs> but like that, like that's so subjective of like, no, I would imagine you'd be able to do this, do that. Yeah. He played first base. And again, he played in an era where, you know, Albert Pujols was, you know, breaking every record in the book. So that's hard to compare him next to that guy. But again, on his own, Todd Helton, you know, incredibly dominant, right? Had, had a very good career especially during his prime. He wanted him to do more at Coors Field. Okay, yeah. what, what, what can you do at Coors Field, buddy? Like, yeah. get out of here. True. What are your thoughts in general on players who took PEDs or associated with PEDs? Do you find it, it should be like a case-by-case basis? Are you thinking none of those guys really should be punished, only if you were suspended? Or are you looking at it at, from a standpoint of, well, you know, Major League Baseball kind of, you know, Turn the other way on. Turn a blind eye. Very much intentionally. Mm-hmm. And so if Major League Baseball was fine with it, then, you know, why should we kind of look back retroactively and, and hold these guys to a different standard than they were actually held to? Yeah, so that's how I see it. Um, uh, if it was okay with Major League Baseball, then uh, you're, you, should be, you should be fine. Like, if you were allowed to do it. If you were given basically permission, more so. Yeah. I think if you were suspended, if you were punished for PEDs when they started actually enforcing this, I don't think you should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Jay Jaffe in uh, for Fangraphs, he wrote, and this, this is, I think, the best way to sum it up, quote, the PED problem was the result of a complete institutional failure that implicated the commissioner, the owners, the Players Association, and even reporters, parentheses, don't forget the guy who broke the news about... Andro, with uh, being in Mark McGuire's locker, was initially ostracized within the industry. I think that was Rick Riley. So at that time, that was like, hey, man, that's not cool. If baseball couldn't punish users during that Wild West era, excuse me, Wild West era, then voters shouldn't apply a retroactive morality. That is, I think that's a really great point. That's a great way to put it. And I didn't even realize that uh, reporters were, you know, punished in a way. Because there, of that. There was actually, and this is slightly different, uh, and I won't name names, but there was a reporter uh, here in town who was, oh. I think, suspended for the remainder of the season for going into a player's locker. You can't do that. To look at, like, <laughs> hey, what are these pills that you're taking? Yeah, I think that, that definitely that's, uh, that's goes a little, the line. That's different, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sheffield was associated with the Balco thing, and uh, I know some behind-the-scenes things about Gary Sheffield uh, that I, you'll just have to take my word about that. Uh, I, I think he was innocent. Like, I think he really didn't know what he was taking. Yeah. He said this to Tom Verducci um, back in 2004 when no player had admitted it at all. He said, yeah, I took this stuff. I, I didn't know what it was. I wasn't told exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. So I took it. I used it. And then he stopped and then still had a really great career. So I, I sort of believe that Gary Sheffield 
didn't really know. Uh, he told the grand jury that exact same thing, too, that he didn't know, necessarily know what, what uh, mm-hmm. he was taking. And, and he's spoken out about PEDs and said, yeah, players should get tested. So, you know, he said enough of the right things. And again, never was suspended for it. So once baseball said, all right, guys, we got to cut this out. We got we to behave a little bit better. Look, there are players in the Hall of Fame that took speed on the reg. There was in clubhouses, my favorite bit, <laughs> the, in clubhouses, there were two types of coffee, two pots. One that said unleaded and one that said leaded. If it was unleaded, <laughs> it was just coffee. If it was leaded, it was loaded up with greenies. Like that, the speed, that was it. That was how you played, you know, maybe a, a, a day game after a night game or just, hey, you had a bender last night. You got to get up to play. It's a doubleheader on Sunday. Yeah, no, this is why guys were, you know, playing like, you know, entire, like multiple entire seasons without taking an off day. This is yeah. why we had records like that where we're not going to see anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone was totally drugged up. Yeah. And again, that, that that's illegal behavior, but Major League Baseball didn't mind because they benefited from it. The players benefited from it. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of is what it is. Now, if, Gaff- if Gary Sheffield were to get in the Hall of Fame, he would actually be the first player, and you know how, how I'm interested in this, mm. first player to have ever played in the Little League World Series. In the Hall of Fame? Would be in the Hall of Fame, yeah. Oh, wow. That would be kind of neat. What year was he in the Little League I World like Series? I like that. Uh, 1980. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's there's a couple questionable guys that are on, on ballots still. Uh, you got Manny Ramirez, who was suspended. Alex Rodriguez, also suspended. Mm-hmm. Uh, Omar Vizquel, domestic violence history mm-hmm. in his past. And then Carlos Beltran, the sign-stealing uh, situation and everything. And uh, What a situation that was. Yeah, so those those are all guys that continue to get some support from, from some voters out there who are probably just looking at their resume or... You know, they're, they're putting dividing lines out there. Of, well, it was, was he probably used it after his heyday, so he was already a, pretty much a Hall of Famer at that point. So, then, then why'd you do own. it, man? Why'd you do it? Yeah, yeah no, no, absolutely. I'm, I'm okay with having players associated with PEDs in the Hall of Fame, uh, I think, as far as maybe making them first ballot guys or, you know, getting them in within their 10 years, I might not necessarily be okay with or uh, give support to guys who you know blatantly used it and and were suspended for it uh, after the fact uh, and and tried to do some nefarious things. I mean Ryan Braun is is someone who if if the details uh, are correct in my head uh, allegedly <laughs> basically tried to get someone fired to cover up the fact that he was taking steroids. Like someone lost their job and say no no they lied they did this thing and they went so he went so far out of his way. Wow. Uh, I'll say allegedly because just in case I don't have the details right. Mm-hmm. So like that's that's really bad. But uh, if if you did it before there was any kind of suspensions and, and and whatnot, you know it looks ugly once you get into the details of like well how do you do it like you it, you don't just go to the store and buy illegal steroids le- yeah. illegal PEDs. You got to do a couple of things and jump through some hurdles. Mm-hmm. But again, Major League Baseball was was very much okay with that. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm okay with it too, to that degree at least. Yes. Yeah, to, to that degree. Well and, said, well uh, said. And uh, if, and if, if you disagree with me or you disagree with Susie, <laughs> tell us to our face tomorrow <laughs> at 3.30 because we're going to be here, of course, at the DNVR bar mm-hmm. for the Todd Helton Hall of Fame announcement watch party. Uh, it's it's come it's it's very close. It's really coming together. We've got some. We, we're expecting a really great turnout. So yeah. I'm I'm so stoked to get together and just celebrate baseball and hopefully celebrate Todd Helton. Yeah, yeah. He's he's still above seventy five percent of the public ballots. But then once the the private ones that we'll find out 
Again, who they voted for, we might not know who voted for those people. Did you see somebody voted for just Manny Ramirez and Alex Rodriguez and nobody else? That I didn't see that. What a, what a clown. Kind of a clown, yes. <laughs> clown move. Uh, clown allegedly behavior. a clown. This, this, is, this is the alleged <laughs> episode. We can just say whatever we want for the, for the next like half hour, as long as you say allegedly. Allegedly. You know I mean? Everything is alleged. Tiff exactly. added to the YouTube description. Allegedly, um, we did a podcast today. Not alleged. Again, we're going to be here tomorrow for that watch party. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. If you can't make it, that's okay. Or if you show up late, because we're going to be here. We'll be uh, doing a podcast even after to mm-hmm. kind of break down everything with the announcement. So uh, who knows? We might even have some people, you know, jump up on, on set with us and, and yeah. discuss their favorite memories of Todd Helton and whatnot. So it's going to be the place to be. You know that uh, even we don't have a watch party, you're getting 15% off your tab at the DNVR bar if you are a diehard. Access to the diehards only Discord where uh, we're talking about all kinds of different topics and uh, and having a lot of fun making those connections with people in our community 20% off all the gear at dnvrlocker.com 20% off uh, on all of the tailgates and everything that we got going on it's uh, it's it's a lot of fun so to be a diehard and to be signed up to the dnvr.com uh, four teams we're down it's the final four mm-hmm. not not the real final four we can say that now because that's it's not copyright it's not copyright it's by the not NFL. copyright that's it uh <laughs> the final four in the nfl two conference championship games and only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl counting down to super bowl 57 Woo. new customers can bet just five dollars and get 200 in free bets instantly that doesn't even have to be the team to win can be on anything mm-hmm. involving the nfl boom you're gonna get 200 when you win if you're not a new customer all good, because guess what? You can feel the conference championship thrills with those stepped-up same-game parlays. Mm-hmm. Basically, tag a couple things together, and if it ends up coming to fruition, you're going to have an even bigger payout. In fact, that's where I'm going with my DraftKings Sportsbook Ooh. pick of the week Do you have here. a leggy bet for us? Uh, somewhat. Okay. Somewhat, somewhat leggy. Uh, and, and you'll be happy with it too. Okay, I'll okay. Say that. All but right. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DNVR new customers. All you got to do is bet $5 on any NFL championship round game here this weekend coming up and you're going to get $200 in free bets if that team wins only at DraftKings Sportsbook and only with code DNVR minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details I don't want to just pick a winner this weekend Oh, who's going to the Super Bowl I want to pick the matchup and I want to go even beyond that and pick the winner of the Super Bowl now that I'm saying this out loud I'm realizing you aren't going to like what I have to say only oh my half gosh. Life. Only Tiff, half life. Hold me back. <laughs> DraftKings Sportsbook Pick of the Week. Bengals over Eagles. Super Bowl 57. What? Plus 600. Plus what? 600. I like the payout. Six to one, <sighs> man, on your, on your money. I respect the reasoning, but I think you're being silly. <laughs> You can't, I but can't that bet would against, be a real. that would be a really fun Super Bowl. I can't bet against Joe Cool. Joe Burrows is... A son of a gun. <laughs> he is. He's he a is. son of a gun. Patrick, you're killing me here. You you showing up dressed like this and then you picking <laughs> the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. You are like trying to get me to, to fight you. I, I have to save all my orange wardrobe for like a couple weeks out down the line. Yeah, you do. Super Bowl. Yeah, but, but I, will take it per- I will take it personally. No, but but you don't want me to do that because if the Bengals win, or actually, I don't want to do that. You know what? So scrap that. Scrap that all together. Whatever. I'm wearing nothing but orange for the next two weeks, and then I'm just going to shut down all the orange gear after the Super Bowl because I don't want to wear orange on set with you just in case the Bengals do defeat the Eagles. My DraftKings Sportsbook Week of the Week plus 600. 
I hope you lose money. Uh, I hope I hope Chris Bryant is as healthy as he says he is. Yeah, we got some Patrick Saunders of the Denver Post out there doing work. He is last weekend. He he found some juicy, juicy stuff. But yeah, apparently Chris Bryant has proclaimed himself a hundred percent healthy. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's good good news. I mean, that's a big addition. Obviously, there's been a, a lot made because Saunders also talked about, you know, GM Bill Schmidt saying, mm-hmm. yeah, this is kind of the roster that we're going with. And, you know, other than uh, a couple trades here and there to, to bolster the depths of, uh, of the farm system, which was nice. Nolan Jones is a major league piece, of course. There's really only two big league signings, and one of them was a re-signing. Yeah. So Pierce Johnson was the only guy mm-hmm. that they brought in from outside the organization this offseason. That's it. Which... You know, obviously doesn't look great. And if, if you are outside our media market or even inside, it's very laughable. But it, yeah. it does play to the Rockies' plan. Uh, it might not be a great one, but it is a plan of kind of wait and see. I honestly Which think that's sense. their approach. It's it really makes, just wait and see. It makes sense. But yeah. right now, in this moment, the Rockies are the punchline today, Monday, because Still. they're yeah. yeah outside of this market. A lot of the baseball blogs, a lot of the baseball Twitter and Instagram accounts, the TikToks and all of that. They're kind of making fun of us. Yeah. Yeah. And and I, I and I can hear a voice in the back of my head going, see, that's what's not fair. Like the Rockies are always the butt of the joke. No one was joking about the Rockies in 2017 mm-hmm. and 18. Yeah, even exactly. 19 when they were falling apart. Because they had made many of the right moves. Even when they re-signed and gave all that money to Nolan Arenado, mm-hmm. no one's like, Yeah, but are they really gonna be able to pay him? No, they they should be able to pay him. Wait, we, they we still are. <laughs> yeah, they, they 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 still are and then they immediately <laughs> turned around and they they signed Chris Bryant. So it's like the money was there, wasn't necessarily about that. So you're gonna be a laughing stock when you make, you know, foolish moves or if you do questionable things. Now, right now, it seems silly to, you know, have four consecutive losing seasons and then have this off season that they've had. But that's to enact a plan that's in place to kind of wait for these young guys to come up. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, you look back a year or two ago and you say, well, you could have kind of started that clock a little bit earlier, Mm -hmm. right? You could have traded away. They They made one deal ahead of the 2021 trade deadline. And there was an MLB executive who said that that was malpractice. And then they followed that up with the 2022 trade deadline and traded no one, the only team in Major League Baseball. So you had two consecutive opportunities to do something to kind of expedite this game plan that you didn't. And that's why we're, you know, we're going to be sitting here almost waiting for, you know, late 2024 for these young guys to start arriving mm-hmm. and then 2025 for them maybe to become contenders again. I hope the people that are saying that, uh, you know, the people who are putting the Rockies as the butt of the joke, I hope that those takes age so poorly. I just hope that this all does work out the way that we are talking about how it could potentially work out. Otherwise, sure. we're going to lose our damn minds. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 hard to like wait have a wait and see approach cuz you can still do things, you can still make transactions in the off season that that are more than just the one true free agent mm-hmm. signing that will help you in in the in the future. Um but you also understand why you, you do nothing, so you don't block players. You don't sign guys to long-term deals yeah. and then kind of regret it. So it's it's like, okay, yeah, you, you've realized this approach. This It's almost, it's not even rebuilding. That's the thing, because not much has changed, Yeah. right? But even if you say, okay, it kind of is, because you're not building, 
So it is some kind of rebuilding. Like you're, you're looking at the blueprints, right? You didn't tear anything down. You still have the foundation of a wall. And now you're looking at the blueprints. You haven't built up, but you also haven't torn down. And so the, the, I think the, 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 the takes by the folks on the coast is like, you, know, you could have done this a lot sooner. Yeah. And, and that, that's been kind of the discussion for the last two years is like wake up and get a plan. And it took them two years to finally get a plan. And that plan is wait two more years. That's frustrating. Yeah, but that's that's what we're doing. Yeah, the uh, plantar fasciitis you hope is okay. Uh, remember Albert Pujols when he uh, early on in his deal with the Angels, he missed part of the 2013 season because because of his plantar fasciitis. Uh, I actually f- completely forgot about this. Yeah, yeah he's he's kind of the poster boy. A little <laughs> How bit. quickly we forget! And I mean, you see him walking around now, you're like, I think he's got plantar fasciitis of the whole leg. <laughs> like it's he, he does. He a, he's a, very it, stiff walker. Yeah, it may have traveled through his hips even. Like he's, he's a <laughs> stiff walker. Yeah, he looks more natural running than walking. Like it, that that's where he's at. But it it ended up rearing its head. You know, uh, three years later in, in 2016, and he was still under uh, forced to undergo a surgery. So. Not totally out of the woods yet, but this is the best start uh, I think that you can hope for. So uh, we basically have three years of being on plantar fasciitis watch. <laughs> Super producer Tiffany, can we get a graphic for the three years? No, you don't have to do that. Um, <laughs> she's like, start. She's like, okay, like I'll work like, on it got now. It. I will work on Whatever it. Whatever you want. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I still, the hill I'm going to die on is if Chris Bryant is not wearing supportive shoes, I'm going to lose my freaking mind. Yeah. I'm going to be, you know, peering into the... Outside of his locker, looking at the footwear he's got out. I wonder if you just wore a walking boot on both feet. Why not? Is that like being overly cautious or is that actually bad? It's probably bad. That's probably really bad for your feet. He should be wearing shoes with arch support and shoes Mm -hmm. with lots of like, you know, space for his toes to spread. And get some good spray. Not the the slides. Not the freaking shower slides. No. Get out of here. I once thought as a smart person, hey, I'll put a splint on my finger. It was my on my wedding ring uh, finger, mm-hmm. and I think I was carrying buckets around, and I'm, I'm, I must have just sprained it, right? Like the uh, the the ring jacked up my my finger. Okay. So I put a little splint on for a couple days for it to heal, because I knew, all right, I, I sprained it. Then I took it off, and then I was like, ooh, it's still not healed. Let me leave it on. Let me take it off. Ooh, it's still not healed. And then finally, yeah, I had to go to like physical therapist. And for your like, finger? They're like, why, why did you put a splint on? Like, who told you to do that? I'm like, well, naturally, it it hurt. So I wanted to, you know, stabilize. Like, I, that was stupid. Now we got to, like, build up the strength back in your finger. It was almost like atrophied. So it felt like it was still sprained, but it basically had atrophied. So walking around in a walking boot on both feet is not being extra cautious and No, safe. Patrick, you, the fact that you put a splint on, like, such a non-injury, like, <laughs> you are, like, the poster child for overthinking everything. May, well, no, I used to sprain my fingers all the time when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I just moved back in with my parents at the time. And so I sort of think like there was just, this, <laughs> I was like, oh, I know this space. I have a sprained finger. There's my dad. We're having a game of catch. I need to put a little popsicle stick on my finger. And it ended up being the wrong move at the time. I might not have had health care at the time. I, I'm not sure. Oh, my gosh. These are the decisions that you have to make. Uh, but Patrick, but, you never cease to amaze me. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Let's see what other kind of <laughs> stories I can remember. Traumatic memories and moments. Uh, it, it's almost traumatic to, to get rumors about the Rockies because there was uh, a reporter, MLB insider from the Dominican Republic, Mike Rodriguez, who said, hey, Gary Sanchez you know, would be a good fit. Uh, allow some pop for the Colorado Rockies. Hmm. And you go, yeah, okay. 
But Bill Schmidt did just say they're pretty much done adding to this team. Yeah. So you go, uh, do you want to trade some offense behind the plate in a catcher like the Kraken, Gary Sanchez, mm -hmm. who was someone I said they should acquire two years ago? Uh, or do you want, you know, the more of a defensive backup in Brian Servin? Or third option, do you think maybe you really can work with Gary Sanchez enough where even if it's only on a one-year deal, maybe you can come to agreement on an extension at some point? Elias Diaz becomes your backup, and now Gary Sanchez is the prime guy in Colorado. I just remembered something. <clears throat> Who is the Rockies' backup backup catcher now that Connor Joe and Garrett Hampson aren't around. Who I'm, is next on the who is next on the list? I mentioned that a couple weeks ago of like, oh yeah, who's the third guy now? I don't know. That's a really great question. Yeah. I could see maybe Sean Bouchard being up for it, like, hey, I just want to play. I want to get it yeah. get out there. Uh Alan Trejo, if he's the utility guy. Harold so Castro, utility. <laughs> yeah. So if you're just basically a super utility guy, you very well, you know, may have to do something. It might like end that. up being me. I was a catcher on my softball team, be. fourth and fifth grade. Well, actually, that brings up an interesting point. So in hockey, <laughs> and Tiffany knows this. Oh, yes. They I, have. Yes. They, I, I do know about this. Exactly. I know I don't appear to be a hockey girl, but. <laughs> well, it's, very, it's a very niche thing. The e-bug, the emergency backup goal. This was something that right before the pandemic, Larry Walker was mm -hmm. the e-bug, I think, for a game. It might have been in, in Montreal as a Canadiens game. And so you go, all right, if both goalies get hurt there's just somebody that there's just some not guy on, yeah someone who's not on the roster can just come in and just take that spot and fill that hole i think that's we need that for baseball i think that's hilarious we need that for baseball i would yeah. love that for baseball why not you know i would work so hard all off season for that like one moment i mean it wouldn't be fair that it was you would be so ready in the press box I you'd be like be. wait this is my moment you would run right down you would get your gear on like, where's patrick you know, he's doing squats in the in the cafe <laughs> like I, I would so be ready and it also wouldn't be fair like the rockies have bullpen catchers like aaron munoz is like come on dude you are not ahead of me <laughs> Kyle Cunningham, shout out. Like, you're not in front of me, man. There's so many other dudes who... Like, no, you're kind of already on the roster, so it's got to be somebody somebody else. Or they would just... Maybe they would have to hire, like, Charles Johnson or bring Chris Iannetta into the into the TV booth or on the radio side, uh -huh. and he's just there just in case. Yeah. Like, all right, well, I got to... Sorry, I'd love to call this game some more with you, Jack and Jerry, but I got to go downstairs because both catchers are out of the game. <laughs> That would be that would actually be amazing. That actually happened to the Rockies in the year was I'm gonna say '98 in Los Angeles uh -huh. against the Angels. Um, that was a period of time. So uh, the catchers Kurt Manwaring and Jeff Reed, they spent I believe it was '97, the '97 season. None they just those two guys didn't go on the IL. So it was the same thing as what we saw in '21 where it was Elias Diaz and Dom Nunez catching the whole season. They mm -hmm. didn't need a third string at all, or they didn't need to call anybody up. So something happened. One of them came in for the other. I think Reed uh, came in for Kurt Manwaring, and then Reed got taken out at home plate. And so they're like, well, we need somebody to catch. Mm -hmm. So shortstop Nafi Perez came into the game <laughs> to catch. I think he lasted all of one pitch. Like. <laughs> But he got into the game and they immediately intentionally walked someone to like load the bases so you had to force out at any base. One pitch, <laughs> pass ball, game over. That was it. <laughs> that was it. So we need an e-bug, an e-buck, an emergency backup catcher. I, I love this. That's, e you know what? I As you know, I root for chaos always, but that I feel like just adds another element of chaos. 
to any game. Yeah. I, I, I'm down for it. And again, that's, that's a fun side story. Like, okay, who's the celebrity e-bug of the day? Mm-hmm. You know, Luke, Luke Bryan or Nathaniel Rateliff is in town doing a show. You're like, yeah, let's stick those guys back there. <laughs> uh, Nathaniel Rateliff has got You know what? Body, so. I bet Kyle Freeland could convince Machine Gun Kelly to be his emergency backup catcher. Oh my, I've seen, I've scouted him at some of those softball events, not a baseball player. But you know what? I think he would just do it for fun. For the, for the gram? He would do it for the gram. I'm the e-buck for the gram. Maybe, could be, could be something like that. But that's, that's, that's one of the reasons why you need to go to the ballpark and go to the game. Cause you never know what's going to happen. No hitter, Machine Gun Kelly as the backup catcher. The, that's kind of the, the, the insanity that ensues with going to a live sporting event mm-hmm. or musical event, whatever it is. And if you need to get tickets to one of those events, you got to go to game time. Oh, tickets. it's an ad read. <laughs> of course. Yes. It's, it's game time tickets. Look, you can seamless, if, seamless if transition. You, if you're going somewhere and you're like, well, I don't know if I want to go to this show. I'm kind of on the fence, hang out in the area, go to the bar, whatever it may be. You do that. And boom, wait until about an hour before the event. Check out Game Time Tickets because you can get about 60% off face value. Susie and I have both done it for events. You can also just get tickets now. Like you can go on now and get Rockies tickets. There's pretty much like only four series that are you can get you can get in the front door for less than 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. Most of them, only four are like 10 or more. Mm-hmm. Everything else is under that. So you can just go ahead and do that now. The deals are already great. Yeah, it's already baked into the deal. That's the one thing. There's not going to be all those kind of fees. That you say, oh, I thought it was this price, but now it's something else. No, Game Time Tickets hooks it up. Join over 15 million folks who've downloaded the Game Time app and have scored the best seats to all their favorite events. Hit the link in our description to save. Of course, Will doing a wonderful job in our chat pointing out June 1998. I did yes. have the year. I did have that. Will, did you just know that off the top of your head or did you look that up he real would. fast? He, he probably would. would know that off the top of his head. Yeah, he would. Will, Will, Will definitely knows uh, those kind of dates. He's he's a smart dude. He's probably uh, well, maybe not right now. You know, it's five o'clock somewhere. He might have cracked open one of the new Mile High City Golden Ale from yeah. Breck Brew. You could have done. Treat yourself, Will. Later today, Treat go on breckbrew.com. Find out where you can get it from their beer locator because uh, you've uh, you've saved the show here with that piece of information. <laughs> Uh, it's look, the can is amazing. What's inside is even better. You mm-hmm. shouldn't judge a, a book by its cover. You shouldn't judge a beer by its cover. But if you do in this instant, you will be 100% correct. In oh, fact, yeah. You'll be surprised because it's even better than the wrapping. A beautiful can and also such a great beer. Um, I can't even stress enough the night that we had the release party a couple yeah. of weeks ago. <laughs> we ran out of cans because everyone was, they were flying out of the bar. It was amazing. Do we know, maybe I shouldn't even say this. Did people like take a couple like with them empty afterwards to be like, well, I want to like put this up. You know how people save cans and bottles? Oh my gosh. Confirmation. I was going to say, I don't know how anyone left with any cans of beer because my friends were going around getting everyone's empties so we could make that tower that went from the floor all the the way up to the studio. Yeah, the beer snake. I think that video is over on the The Tower of Terror channel. Uh, yeah, you can you can see that that was that was fantastic. Yeah, that's cool. I I I, I love what they're doing over at, at yeah. Breck Brew. It's a Colorado company made 100% renewable energy. So make sure you check out the new Mile High City Golden Ale. And make sure you check out Jive Hive. J I V E H Y V E. It's a revolutionary dispensary, making it easy for you to explore the benefits of cannabis with privacy and security. All from the comfort of your home. No fighting traffic. No lines. Absolutely no one in your business on a snowy day. 
you don't have to deal with it because someone is delivering it to you. I don't want to deal with it. It's absolutely fantastic. Visit Jive Hive, J-I-V-E-H-Y-V-E for anything you can imagine like convenience and prices that are better because it's not a brick and mortar. They're not paying for that same overhead. It's getting directly to you. Privacy and security. Uh, So if you have one of those uh, sensitive jobs or sensitive positions like a lawyer, doctor, or you just want to avoid coworkers, you can you can utilize Jive Hive uh, for just that that reason. And again, the weather we're we're not out of winter yet. Yesterday was so sunny, it was gorgeous, but it's still winter. We're still going to get more snow. Mm-hmm. And Jive Hive allows you to work around that in a super super amazing way. All you got to do is visit JiveHive.com. J i v e h y v e dot com. I hope we get some shirts with their their logo on it because that's another one. I where love their logo. The wrapping looks so amazing. I love the B. It does kind of look like a badass minor league logo. I actually I thought right? the same thing. It looks it like it could be a really good minor league logo. It's amazing. Yeah. So if they want to sponsor our softball team, Jive Hive, let's do y'all it. Y'all know where to find us. Get yours ordered <laughs> and delivered the same day or schedule a delivery window and they'll be there to say hi. Ha <laughs> ha. I get uh, it. Now serving Monument, <laughs> Falcon, Peyton, Fountain. Woodland Park, Security, Widefield, Aurora, Greenwood Village. That's Jive Hive, J-I-V-E, H-Y-V-E dot com. Susie, do you know where Falcon is located? Actually, I do not. I, I need <laughs> to know because I, I'm a geography nerd. It is like southeast of Colorado Springs. Oh, okay, okay. I, I've, I've driven through there before on the way to see family, and I'm like, that's an awesome name. Colorado does have some great city names. Oh, yeah. Very good. We live in such a great state. Unlike Bryn Mawr. Like, what is that? Okay, relax, relax. (laughs) All right, let's get to it. Artifact or artificial? (laughs) We're finally going to play it. Yes. The game we've been waiting a week to (laughs) play. I've actually been waiting forever to play this. So these are all items that are going to the Hall of Fame or are already there right now. They're in the basement of the Hall of Fame. Okay. Hall of Fame has a basement. The Alamo does not, as we established last week. Now, um, the first item... Susie, you got to tell me, is this artifact or artifiction? Okay. Is this actually, did this actually get sent to the Hall of Fame? The first pitch comm system used in a game, right? That's how pitchers oh. and catchers communicate when there's a runner on base. Is there, was there one sent to the Hall of Fame? Like, let's say the first one. I want to say yes, because that's kind of a milestone. That's right. Game Am used, I right? You are right. Brewers, yes. Corbin Burns, and Omar Nevarez along with Burns' cap from the game, was sent to the Hall of Fame. So that's a new thing that, again, it's not uh, taking over the game in a super major way, but this is the start of history of baseball, and that's what the Hall of Fame and Museum. One for one. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, we've Here got we go. several items to commemorate Rachel Balkovic's managerial debut on April 8th last year for the Tampa Tarpons, including the jersey she wore, first pitch ball from the game. Of course, Rachel Balkovic, the first female manager in uh, minor league baseball history. Yeah, absolutely, yes. It would, I would be offended if they didn't send stuff from Fact. that, from her game, yeah. Fact mundo. All right, Rory Sasaki. You familiar with Rory Sasaki? Hmm, refresh my memory. Okay. Is Rory Sasaki an author, a <laughs> Japanese author of a very popular Japanese baseball book or a player? He's a player. Okay, Rory Sasaki does sound like a really good graphic novel artist. Yes. Isn't it? Okay. Uh, so Rory Sasaki, 19 strikeout, perfect game. Uh, a ball was sent to the Hall of Fame. Player from Japan, though. Player from hmm. Japan through a perfect game. Is there a uh, ball from that perfect game 
in Cooperstown. Oh, you know what? I actually, I, I actually, I have not been to Cooperstown yet, so I don't know if they have uh, stuff from outside of Ooh, MLB. All right, so this is a good one. Um, I'm gonna say no. It's an artifact. Yes. Oh, oh well, you know what? I love that. Some. I love it that. Is great, that's right? amazing. I think that's awesome. Yes, they they do a great job of uh, making sure to, uh, of uh, talking about the entire world's game. Right? It's the National Baseball Hall of Fame, U.S. But still, you're right. Okay, hey, that's see, that's why I was confused. Parts? Yeah. Yeah. So they that's should super rename cool. it. Yeah. First perfect game in 20 years in Nippon Professional Baseball did that for the Chibolote Marines uh, and his banner in Japan. Can you read Japanese? Let's see. If I can make out what the uh, what the banners, okay. Can you read kanji? <laughs> so I, I'm pretty sure that says believe. It says believe. Tiffany, can you read kanji? No, Patrick. What are we doing here? What you don't think I you don't think I can read kanji? If you can, I will be. You you are full of surprises, so actually maybe you can. No, I cannot. Uh, I did buy like learn how to learn how to speak Japanese on tape once in like my early twenties. I was like kind of really you know, fascinated with with Japan for a period of time. And, hmm. um, the only the only word I remember is jibiki, which is dictionary. That's it. <laughs> Because I had a Japanese dictionary. Is I was that, like, okay, let me... Is that dictionary in the Hall of Fame? That is not. No. Oh, okay. But, but my wife did make it to Japan. My wife has been to Japan. Oh, nice. So. But you haven't. I have not. No. Patrick, I've, I feel awful. You've got to make it happen. All right. Allison Nakin is our next item. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, she is in our next item. But her batting helmet worn when she coached first base for the team on April 12th. There you see her at uh, Oracle Park in a game against the Padres. Was her batting helmet sent to the Hall of Fame? I hope so. I hope something of hers was sent to the Hall of Fame. Correct. Yes. Yeah. She uh, she ran out there, took the spot there. Uh, first base coach, I think, got thrown out of the game. I was like, well, we need somebody to coach first base. Mm-hmm. She's like, I got this. Yeah. And she did great. She, she did great. She was wonderful. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, a piece of gum, a piece of bubble gum was sent from all five pitchers who participated in the Mets no-hitter against the Phillies, sorry, on April 29th, party of five was the cover of the I New York Post. Hate was a piece I, of gum from all five guys sent to the Hall of Fame. I hate combined no hitters. I'm gonna say no because that's no, no. There's no way. Why wouldn't the Baseball Hall of Fame want something from that game? Because it's a combined no hitter. It's only it's the second a- no hitter in Mets history. Yohan Santana has the only other one. And but that you know what I consider that one to be a true no hitter. I don't think I don't consider a combined no hitter to be like right. an accomplishment worthy of uh, putting gum in the Hall of Fame. All right, you are right on a technicality. Yes, they so they didn't give a piece of gum, but a ball signed by all five guys did go to the Hall of Fame. A baseball, it's dumb, not, not gum. So stupid. All right, all right, all right. If you think <laughs> if you think gum is silly. What about an armband from Dusty Baker, a cap and wristband worn by Astros manager Dusty Baker on May 3rd when he recorded his 2,000th big league win? Did they get one of his wristbands? I feel like they did. You would be correct. Okay, I'm doing a good job here, Very guys. Very nice. All right. For someone who's never been to the Hall of Fame, I feel like I have a good understanding of what's I, in the Hall of Fame. These last two, the, these last two are worth double the points. Oh, right? okay, okay. All, All right. right, I'm ready. A pair of size 17 and a half cleats worn by the Giants, Sean Jelly, during his big league debut <laughs> on May 6th, when the six foot 11 Jelly matched John Rauch as the tallest player in big league history. Oh, 17 my gosh. and a half cleats. Did they go to the Hall of Fame? Yes. 
No. Oh, darn. I, I made that one up. I wish they did, because that's really fun. Uh, it was a cap that was sent, and I also don't know how uh, big his shoes are, his, his feet are. He's probably 17 and a half. <laughs> Can we go back to that picture? How are you, Susie, at uh, just eyeballing? That's about 17 and a half or there. Is, you know, that's, a, that's at least a size 15 right there. At least, for sure. For sure. I'm like 11 and a half, 12. Not bad for a short king, huh? A short king? <laughs> 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 All right, I'm not gonna let it go. No. All right, then finally, Blue Jays, uh, Lourdes Gurriel. If you remember, we actually just talked about this a couple days ago. Yeah. That big blowout at Fenway Park. A Minute Maid bottle used by Lourdes Gurriel to make a non-alcoholic drink during the Blue Jays' 28 to five blowout win over the Red Sox at Fenway Park. In that game, Gurriel went six for seven with five RBI. Here he is having fun making those mixed drinks because the game little, kept going on. He had a little bar going on. Yeah, what else was he going to do? Did one of the Minute Maid <sighs> bottles get sent to Cooperstown? I sure hope so. Unfortunately not. Ugh. No, I made that up. But that's so good. But I want it to be. Oh, See, I See, I would wish. have a better museum. You know what? Here we go. We need to get a GoFundMe for me to have mm-hmm. a museum. Uh, or for us. We'll, 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 we'll put it here somewhere. We'll yeah, because we have so much space here. That's it. At the DNVR bar. <laughs> the first item, of course, would have to be a pair of slides from Chris Bryant. That... I want his Under Armour slides. I want mostly because I don't want him to wear them. That's true. <laughs> yes. We will, we will have to make up our own little fake museum and we'll get a graphic for it. All the items. So well, maybe we'll have to make a, a, we'll have to do a draft. What items would you, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to Kevin Collins. We'll talk to the PR staff of the Rockies and say, hey, here are the six things we need for our little Rockies museum. Since right. they don't want to have one. <laughs> Listen, Kevin, we know you're watching, of course, because you're our biggest fan. <laughs> we <laughs> Please. Need this, we need this Under Armour slides. We're going to be hitting you up for these. We need a pair of Crocs and one of the bootleg gibbets. Oh, <laughs> only the bootleg gibbets. <laughs> Not, well, they're the only ones that exist. Uh, allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly. Let's stick to the bit. Let's stick to the bit. They were, they were purchased fairly from that. We'll, we'll get some other items. Uh, a shard of glass, of course, from... The uh, the light that was knocked out in the dugout. I mean, that's not glass. That's definitely some kind of plastic, Pl- sure, plexiglass yeah. we'll material. Get some of that. Yeah, piece of the bulb, a little filament. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a good museum here. I I love what we're building here, Patrick. We've got a cabinet back there. That's where it's going to be. We'll just kind of open it up. <laughs> you can see it as you walk by. This is we've got some work to do. All right, it. Kevin. Get us some goodies That's for our it. Hall of Fame. Let us know what else we need for our wonderful Rockies Museum. <laughs> Hit us up on Twitter at DNVR underscore Rockies. At Patrick D. Lyons is where I'm at on Twitter. And you can find me at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. This has been wondrous. And it's going to get even more wonderful tomorrow with I'm all the Todd so, Helton Hall of Fame business. I'm so excited for tomorrow. It's going to be exciting. But look, you know what they say about momentum, Susie? Patrick, what do they say? They say it's only as good <laughs> as your next show. So we will talk to you tomorrow at 11 a.m. on the DNVR Sports Channel. And then again later after the announcement on the DNVR Sports Channel on YouTube.